Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Baby, it's that time of year again. Time to roll out and then get it in. Cause the sun is outside beaming, it's beaming. And every day feels like the weekend. You know who it is, this is the Mic Drop Podcast, and I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me as always is my brother, I Am Vision. Say what's up, brother. What is up, good people? How are you doing? What is up with you, sir? How was your day? Terrible, but it's fine. Fuck it. We here to do the podcast. Let's get through it, baby. What I'm to tell you. Well... I got some ideas I want to talk about right now before we start the podcast. Let's talk about Okay. So this is our this is technically our first podcast together in twenty seventeen. Correct? Um Yeah. yeah. Not not including the fucked up one. Would have been the second. Would have been the second no. one. Not including the fucked up one that's yeah. soon as we finish fucking deleted. I don't even want to talk about that bullshit. But this is technically our, this is our first podcast of 2017. So I want to just go over what's our game plan and what's, what's our aspirations for this year in terms of the podcast. What do you want to do? How you want to do it? Who you want to have on? I touched on it a little bit when I did like a, a little small podcast myself. I want to get both of us in on our aspirations for the podcast, what we see doing in the future. Well, uh, let me hear yours first, since you said you already uh, did this here. So let me hear what you have to say first. <laughs> well, I'm going to reiterate some of the things I said on the last episode. Just, I want to have more guests on and talk about more more topics, more guests, redesign the SoundCloud page and the iTunes page completely. That's on the board. We talked a little bit about us having a new theme song going forth. I don't know if it's going to be on this episode or the next episode, but it's coming forth really soon. Yeah. Start reaching out to people and getting more guests. Talk about a more broad range of topics at least have you in on a lot of those episodes. I know we had you on some of those episodes when we had guests, but I want to get you in a lot more of those episodes when we have guests in so we can get your take on things. You know, I would like to see you interact with guys like Six Wheels, you know, Chalfie, and other people who've been on the podcast in times where you couldn't necessarily be there, so they filled in a little bit for you. 
and just get it, get the podcast more to the forefront. I think what we do is unique, and I want to get a lot more people hearing it because we talk about a wide variety of things. And I, I think when I listen to podcasts, I don't really hear people talk about what we talk about because we we can get silly sometimes, and we can get deep with it sometimes. And we talk about our, when people ask me what we what our podcast is. I never really have an answer for it, but now when I think about it more and more, I'm kind of thinking it's like a philosophy podcast, like a way of life podcast. So we talk about so much shit in terms of like relationships, how to deal with family, jobs, how to deal with work, how to make your life better, or just even stuff with us. So what are your thoughts on what I'm saying so far? I like it. I agree. Um, the only thing I would say is I would just like to see it to the point where it's not done the way we're doing it now. It's all done under the same production and the same facility and everything. Once yes. it's there, I feel a little more professional, I guess, to say with it. Like it's not bad doing it like this, especially the times when I got it on when I'm on the phone and I'm mobile and I can do it. But because of how hectic my personal life is right now, like just find better ways to do this. The mobility is a good thing because you know when I have to be at the hospital or whatever the case may be. If I can get some quiet or find a quiet area, I could do the podcast because it sounds like I'm just having a conversation. But um, I would like to see where we actually have a podcast studio. Come to the studio so then we can have video footage of the podcast to go with the podcast. Like, I would like visual along with the audio. Like, see, we get to see each other when we're talking, people don't get to see us. People don't get to know, like, the process. And, like, right now, you know, it's still in the beginning, you know, stages, building the foundation for getting it kind of like uh, an in-station feel. Because even though it's a podcast, because we're media, like, people, we've been in this industry for so long, I, I'm old school. I want that media feel. I feel like the conversations can get more in-depth. You know, the goofy times can be more comical because everybody's actually live and direct in person. I 100% agree. I would love to do a podcast where we're together in the same room, kind of more like a, um, a Mike and Mike style. Or yeah. partly interruption. We're both in the room. You got a little background. And we both got two mics and we're just talking about different things. Ideally, that's what I would want to yeah. do. At least once a week, have something like that. Or even if it's once a month, we do like a live podcast from a little studio that we already have set up or something like that. Ideally, that's what I want to do. Probably like when we start getting into that stuff, I want to get us some t-shirts, some Mike Drop Podcast t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that. Things like that, you know. I think it would be pretty cool to have different types of ways you can show your support to the podcast maybe eventually get up to the point where we set up a Patreon account and we have certain perks for people like where people can come in and be guests 
or things like that or have like a prize box or little cool things we can do in terms of like making the podcast bigger and getting it more out there. See, because the interesting thing I think about us is the fact that our taste in things literally runs the gambit. We both like so many different things, whether it's TV, movies, wrestling. We can talk about so many different things, music. We've only maybe talked about 5% of the things that we know about. If you really want to be honest about things, we talk, we know a lot of, we are very knowledgeable about a lot of different things. Like, I think, honestly, I can probably do a whole podcast on either video games or wrestling alone. I know you, you're the same way. Yeah. We, we can do a whole podcast on music alone. Just breaking down the albums. And that was one of the thoughts we actually had in the initial setup of the podcast. But you know, I think so far we're on a good track with the podcast. I like what we're doing. I want to do more with the podcast. People like the podcast. People are feeling the podcast. Shout out to Chalfie. He always shouts out the podcast on his podcast. Uh, games we don't play. He always talk about our podcast, how he listens to us, and how he enjoys it. You know, he, he's got other people to listen to us and enjoy the podcast, and I appreciate that. Shout out to who, those guys. Who, who is this? Um, you kind of breaking up online, and you breaking up as you talk. I had him on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. He's my buddy. His name is Chalfie. On the internet, his uh, Twitter oh. name is uh, that Chalfie. Okay, okay, okay. But he always shouts out the podcast on his podcast. And, you know, um, other guys I'm down with is the guys from Dark Fire Entertainment. They always shout us out, too. They got a little podcast called Geekalize, and eventually I want to have them on the podcast as well. But That's pretty dope. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah, man. People like the podcast. People feel us, you know, man. And I like doing the podcast. That's the main thing. When I get in here, sometimes I be stressed out, but you know, doing the podcast is kind of therapeutic. So I appreciate yeah. the times when we do to get, get to do the podcast and things like that. Anything else you want to add on to what we was talking about in terms of what you want to see done with the podcast? What, what I said? Oh, uh, yeah. If you have anything else you want to add to it, just anything else. I got no, it. that was really just, for me, that was really just the main thing. Because once it gets to that point, everything else is in play, basically. Um, you know, we'll be able to do interviews, all type of sorts of things that we can have um, for people. Um you know, that we produce or whatnot with our podcast series as we go on. Yeah, because so, it's a lot of guests I want to have on the uh, show. Yeah, and, like, usually when you're dealing with guests, man, especially, like, on the local scene, them people like to be, like, in-house in the studio, like, get that live conversation feel, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. everything else you cover, basically. But for me, like, I just wanted to add that one thing. A facility is like a goal. 
But we definitely can work on that. All right. Nothing big, you know, nothing big. We kind of like probably already got one, but we got to talk about that off record. <laughs> yeah, that might be something we can't talk about off record. All right, switching yeah. topics a little bit. I talked about this on the last podcast. There was a shooting, well, multiple shootings on MLK Day. I know you heard about the shooting yeah, at Martin Luther King Park. Actually, I really, I really didn't until I got home because I was at work. Yeah. So I didn't hear about it until like late that night. And I don't know if you got a chance to listen to last week's podcast, but I was t- discussing how important Dr. King's legacy is to us and how these acts of violence, because in Chicago alone, I think it was, they said 38 people were injured during the Hol- Martin Luther King holiday weekend and 10 confirmed dead. 38 black people? Yes. 38 black people, 10 confirmed black people? Yes, correct. Which is absurd. Mm-hmm. But not to dwell on what we talked about last week. I wanted to talk about um, talk about a little bit something different, in ter- but still on the same t- subject. I want to talk about um, all the African American leaders that are going to meet with Donald Trump, because as you saw last week, um, Steve Harvey met with him, Martin Luther King III met with him, and then discussing things. And not everybody's really positive about them talking to Donald Trump. So what are, what are your thoughts on that so far? What I'm saying? People are stupid. And they need to just mind their own damn business. <laughs> no. No, but um, for real, all this shows is just how ignorant people are. Man. Ignorance is where racism stems from. Your lack of understanding of something. You don't know why them people are going to need that, man. So you jump to conclusions. Just like, you know, when Obama was in office, there was issues people jumped to conclusions on with that. So, and then, people are stupid. Some by choice, some by accident, some on purpose. <laughs> but they stupid. <laughs> that is also... If you can be influenced, you can be stupid. so I think that's that's just no that's the wrong word let's not say that that's just foolish that's the best way to put it that's just foolish well by the time if you really don't know if you don't really know the intentions of the meeting how can you jump to conclusions good point well, by the time this podcast goes up, Trump will officially be president. No, he won't. Yeah. Well, he'll be officially, unofficially be president. Zeus will come down from the heavens of Mount Olympus and strike him in his posterior with lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus or Kratos? <laughs> I think Kratos, he might be a better option. <laughs> oh, man. So what are your thoughts on on this occurring? And what are your thoughts on the previous president, Barack Obama? Let's talk about him a little bit and get into 
his departure because his his run is over with as as of basically right now. Uh, I think we need to dedicate an episode to this conversation. To Barack Obama's legacy? I think I like that. I think we should do that. His legacy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of how to ask. I don't know. Uh, what was that question one more time? I'm trying to find a simple way to do this. Well, your thoughts on Obama's departure and Trump's What's the opposite of departure? Arrival. Arrival. Because it's um, very interesting because they are both two vastly different presidents. Either way it goes, I see two words. The and end. <laughs> <laughs> Obama was the... Trump is in. <laughs> <laughs> so, we going to dedicate a whole show to that because I cannot go too deep into that right now. That's a lot of mental right there. But uh, he did a lot of good, you know. He did what he was supposed to do before somebody come fuck it up. But yeah. think about it. Uh, what, Bush Sr. fuck it up? Clinton semi-fixed it, I guess. I don't know what he really did. I was confused during his time in office. <laughs> but uh, he fixed it, so to speak. He, 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 he patched things up. Then Bush Jr. came, fucked it up. You know, then Obama came, patched it up. If nobody paid attention, that's the pattern. Somebody fucks it up, somebody fixes it. Somebody fucks it up, somebody tries to leverage it. Somebody fucks it up, somebody tries to fix it. You know, like, that seems to be the pattern. And it seems yeah. to be, like, it was happening in eight-year increments. That's been the pattern for the last few. You notice that? Yeah, I noticed that. I don't want to get too much into it now. I just want to do it for another episode. But what I am noticing is the fact that I want to say Obama is the first president I really paid attention to. You know what I mean by that? Because Clinton, when Clinton was president, I was still in high school. I didn't really give that much of fucks about politics and stuff like that. When Bush, when Bush, well, even Bush Jr., Bush Sr., when Bush Sr. was in office, I understood what was going on. I'm like, all right, this is a little crazy. But I didn't really still didn't pay much attention to it. When Bush Jr. was in office, the first thing that came to mind was like, oh, he's You're fucking up. He's fucking up. That was just kept coming on my mind. Like every time you see certain things, it was affecting me because you're like, "Damn, why gas is five dollars a gallon?" He fucking up. That's like, you sound like Chappelle did, man. <laughs> fucking up. Yeah, it's just it, it was it was just noticeable. Things like that were just noticeable. Like, yeah. why are all these troops going over there? Who they going over there for? Huh? They didn't catch him. Oh, he fucking up. That was kind of the <laughs> like. The thing that was always said with Bush, like, hold up, man, this don't make any sense. Why are gas is five dollars again? Nah, bro. But then, you know, with, with Obama, first of all, it, it seemed like all bad. He came into a bad situation. 
And it seemed like with that bad situation, people was hoping he would fail. And not only did he not fail, he persevered. But Yeah, so did his marriage. Yeah, that's the even more amazing part about it. We, like I said, we're going to talk about this on another episode. We're going to give a full episode to Obama. But I'm going to just say this one last note about it. It's amazing that this man was in office for eight years and had no controversy whatsoever. You don't ever hear nothing about him cheating on his wife. You hear nothing about him doing any type of crooked side deals. Nothing. Well, not in the beginning. Yeah. And when I say in the beginning, I ain't talking about what was on the media. I'm talking about for you news heads that found out news the way I did. In the beginning, it was a lot of dirt. It was a lot of dirt. It just got swept under international media rug. You talking about the birth of, birth of thing? What it was talking Hell about? No, that was minor, man. Yeah, that was. Oh, that shit ain't no news. Well, like I said, we'll talk yeah, about that. that. We'll talk about that on the Obama episode. But it's amazing that, especially because, see, when all that all that DNC stuff started leaking out, I was like, oh, they finna find something on Obama. I was I was sure they were going to find something. I don't know how big or small it was. I'm like, they're going to find some dirt on him. And they're gonna try to turn this whole thing up against him. And they didn't they didn't bring out shit. They had nothing on him. They had something on every other Democratic person except Obama. And it was baffling to me. You said something was baffling to you. I was saying the fact that when those DNC leaks happened, they had information and stuff on almost every Democrat except Obama. I mean, every day you was hearing stuff about a Democrat doing this, another Democrat doing that, and it made the Democrats look, for lack of a better word, crooked. Yeah. But with all that stuff leaking, it was nothing really about Obama in there. And I found that doing the first, the first or the second. Well, both really, and even the stuff that did come out was nothing major. It was nothing that like grew legs. Like for example, the whole narrative with Hillary Clinton was she's crooked. She had all these emails and stuff like that. The whole narrative behind the whole thing with her whole during the whole election process was basically based off those emails and saying that she was crooked. And even down to the wire, what, the last couple of weeks of the election, they were like, oh, we're going to open up some more emails by Hillary Clinton. And that was a big blow to her campaign. But I digress. This is something we shall talk about on another episode of the podcast. Yeah, dealing with the, um, these two guys. Yes. Mainly dealing with Obama. This woman. Oh my God. So what else shall we talk about today, sir? 
So what you want to what you what you want to hit on next, man? I have no idea. I'm thinking right now what shit else we talk about. That would be interesting. I don't know. We talked about our future plans for the podcast. We talked a little bit about Obama. What else is good to talk about? Hmm. You got something you want to talk about right now off the top of your head? Not right now, man. My mind is so blank. <laughs> My mind is so blank right now. Like, personal matters and stuff kind of got me congested mentally. I so imagine. anything that I will have to talk about is going to be too dark right now. Well, sometimes we need to talk about some dark shit. No, nah, I really don't want to. Well, we ain't got to talk about your dark <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something I want to talk about this week. That'd be What's up? Interesting. Hmm. I'm really drawing a blank right now. Fuck it. We can talk about the fact that there's another Triple X movie coming out. This week. I didn't even know it fucking existed. You ever watched the Triple X series? Yeah. Part three comes out this week. With fucking Vin Diesel. Yeah, I know. I did not know this was going to happen. Are you a Vin Diesel fan now? Yeah, I am. So you're like, are you excited to see Triple X Three: The Return of Xander Cage? I probably won't even see it to be honest. I wait until <laughs> it's like on DVD. Why are you not gonna see it in the movie theaters? You're not gonna I'm pay serious. your eight dollars. No, I just got other things more pressing. That's more important. So I don't really waste time going to movies. What's more important than seeing Vin Diesel driving cars and jumping off cliffs? There's a lot of things more important when you're a single parent. There's nothing more important than seeing Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel can kiss my ass on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about that a little bit. What are the trials? As long as Ice Cube doesn't come out with a, with, they don't come out with one with Ice Cube again, then I'll be fine. Well, you're gonna be pissed off because he's in this movie. Well, he could be in this one because he did not have one where he had another. <laughs> like I don't want to see that. <laughs> they showed him in the trailer. He's in this movie, and now you just gave yeah, me something. You better be in it. You gave me something to talk about. Thank you. So what are they both ages? I don't know what the fuck they are. I'm gonna see it this week though. Because I want to go see that, and I want to go see the new Resident Evil movie that comes out this week, too, I think. Because I am a fan of the Resident Evil movies. But now, you, you've given me a topic to talk about inadvertently. I would like to discuss the trials and tribulations of a single parent. As opposed to the trials and tribulations of a parent, a two a two-parent family, not a two-house family. What the fuck does that mean? So, what are the things you go through as being a single parent 
especially with you raising a little girl. What is that like? Because I would not know. Say that again. What are the trials and tribulations you go through being a single parent, especially with the fact that you're raising a little girl? Sometimes that makes it a little difficult because I'm a guy, so you know I can't teach her how to be something I'm not. You know, I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's really not difficult though because I, in a roundabout way, like since she was a baby, I raised her. It's just I need to find the type of career path that I need to free up my time so I can spend the time with her that she needs. If that makes sense, because daughters need a little more time than their sons, I believe, from my experience, what I see. Like, not that we don't need it growing up, we need it too, but daughters need it like a hell of a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so, with you raising your little girl on your own, how do you, first of all, how the hell do you find time? Because, you know, you, you work a lot, for one thing. Yeah. Tell me about it. That's the part that's driving me now. You you work a lot. Then you have to do your music. Then you got shows to do sometimes. It's a lot. Yeah, man. It's it's pressing, man. But um, you do what you gotta do, man. Do what you gotta do. I feel you. So, what is it like? Because you have a girlfriend, as we know. What is it like introducing your girlfriend to your child? And what's that experience like? You know, like, hey, you're my girlfriend, but this is my number one girl in my life right now. You have to accept that. What is that? How does that go? That's not hard for me to do at all. And sometimes it can come off wrong to the other individual. And it's not that I don't care, but I'm a, I'm a pretty direct and harsh talking person. Like, I don't really consider what I'm saying until after I said it because I'm saying it exactly as I feel it. And that's part of my bipolar tendency. Like, it is not my concern to give a damn how you take what I'm saying. And it, as hard as this seems, like how I said that, Anybody that knows me be like, yeah, that's how you be thinking. Like, yeah, that's really how I think. That's, uh-huh. I mean, I don't mean to say it that way, but that's just 100% how I think. <laughs> so when I when I meet somebody and they, you know, in the beginning, it's like you got to give them focus. But when I find myself giving too much focus to that person over my child, I pull back. And then when I pull back, they got a problem with it. But then when I pull back, I never return back to the other way because I did it wrong. And I tell them quick, like, look, all of that shit was because we were getting to know each other. Not that that's not that not who I am, but on the same token, you will not get more than my child. You will never get more than my child. You will get what is necessary, but you will not get more than my child gets. Because the way I the way I grew up and then how I see it, that bond that you have with that child is forever. That love is unconditional. That shit a child, you know, that's forever. But that woman, people get divorced, you know, people are married, people, you know, are widowed, 
you know, things can happen where you and that significant other won't always be together. I done had two marriages, so it's not that I look at marriage like that. I look at marriage for what it really supposed to be, but in the world we live in today, I know what it is. <laughs> Makes sense. Like there's there's no longevity in it. Like Florida is a no fault state. You know, when I started looking up divorce laws and stuff like that, it's a no fault state. You can get married today and divorce tomorrow. Yep. That is very true. So I mean so I mean just on that token alone, it's it's crazy, man. So the main thing being a single parent is you gotta know how to balance. It's a lot of balance. And going through it, you have a hell of a lot more respect for single mothers. Um, you know, my mom had a period where she was a single mom. So, you know, you look at it differently when you're in a position. And it's not hard, especially if you have a support system. You know, that's what I'm grateful and thankful because I have a support system. But um, it'll get easier, I believe, once I'm in either in my, my career field that I chose, which is this media thing, you know, things take off and things go the way they need to or I find some other source or way of making the revenue that I know I am worth to live the way I would like to live so I can have more time with my daughter like I would like to. My daughters, because I need to be able to go see my other daughters too, even though they are pretty much grown women. But you know, I know they live in their lives, so I don't really harass them. I be hurt, they don't even check up on me. And they be like, Daddy, you can call. I'm like, you don't want to live in your life. Why am I going to hire you? Show me you miss me, call me. If I'm always calling you, who missing who? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask uh, you about something. Yeah, I'm a weird, I'm a, I'm a weird dad, man. Like nah. I ain't one of them parents that's gonna be like, hey, maybe I miss you. They know I miss them, but at the same time, I know you living your life. Yeah. yeah you know, don't, don't forget me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just call and say, hey, nigga, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how's life? Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, but. So let me ask you a question. What you having girls, do your girls ever get jealous of the attention you pay to other girls? Not necessarily your girlfriend. Uh, of each other? Of each other or otherwise, because I have a situation with my daughter. If any other little girl comes around me, whether it's my niece or anybody else like that, she gets a little upset. She don't want no other I girl mean, hugging me except her and maybe mommy. And sometimes not even mommy. Yeah, but I mean they daughters, man. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, they daughters. Yeah, my daughter's very territorial. So at the end of the day, of course, that little envious streak will come out like, man, wait a minute. <laughs> my daughter do not want anybody hugging her daddy except her. Especially when she around. She start doing a little crazy stuff trying to get my attention. Like, what are you doing? You don't have to do that. You're my daughter. Of course I love you. It's interesting. My son sometimes, well, he doesn't really do that. But he does a thing where he's trying to seek my approval for things. I'm like, you don't have to seek my approval for things. I'm going to love you no matter what. Whether you're successful or whether you're a fuck up. And in the day, you're still my son. I want you to be successful. I'd rather you not be a fuck up, but at the end of the day, you're still my son. And I have to love you. 
So he, I, I kind of explained that to him, like, hey, look, I'm going to push you hard as I can for you to be successful. But at the same time, I'm going to love you no matter what. It's not even that you have to love. It's just... Yeah, because have is such a bad word. Like, like I could hate you, nigga, but, <laughs> but it's more like you, you, you know, it's more productive for them to grow up in a loving and nurturing environment in order for them to be what they need to be. Yeah. And you love, you love, uh, not even out of necessity. Well, that's kind of out of necessity, but it's just a natural love. Yeah. And necessity is because that love enables them to grow. That's one way of putting it. That's a good way to put it. It's just one of those things where you, once you have, people who don't have kids don't necessarily understand, like people who do have kids. Because when you have kids, it's like, for one, you have to stop being selfish. You can't think about yourself all the time no more. You got to think about yourself and the kids or, or and your significant other. But two, you have this drive to want to see them be the best that they can be. And you get a sense of pride of knowing that, hey, my child is successful or doing something right, and I played a part in it. It's nothing like having kids, man. Yeah, just preferably you would like it for the family to be together, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, let's get into that. What is the contrast that you had with you? Because you were married twice in terms of your married life and the life you live now. How does it differ so much? The what? What's the difference between your married life and your single life now raising a child? What's the big differences? I'm quite sure there's a lot of single guys out there who are in the same situation that you're in and probably can use some advice on that type of stuff or how to cope with it. The only difference, to be real quick with this, because this needs to be another show, but uh, it ain't much difference for me because I raised her with the family and I'm raising her with the family. The only difference is I have help from my family here and then then there was her sister, so she was able to move a little faster because she had her siblings. But really, besides that, not much difference. Not in my case. I was the disciplinary one. I was the rewarding one. Like, I did all of that. I was pretty much both roles because her mom was in the military. And um, I had to let my job go, so I did, like, pretty much, I just stayed at home with her. So the music made me money from home. So the beats and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd rather get into that another show. Because my mind ain't even on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be that, that productive and given the need right now. I told, by the way, I told but, somebody to send you a beat, by the way, too. I don't know if they sent it yet or not, but I told my who, dude. Um, six? Yeah. Was that some cypher that he was talking about, I believe? I don't know. He just made a he made a beat, and I heard it. He let me hear it. I got it. 
And then I was like, send it to my man. He might like it. I got to check it. I got so much going on, man. People got to bear with me, man. There's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yes, you do. There's a lot going on. Yes, I haven't even do. been able to finish my project because I got... This project is supposed to have been done before the end of the year. Now I'm trying to get it done before the show in February on the beach, on South Beach. Well, what you gonna do, brother? What, for the show? Yeah. Um, I wanted to do something off of the new album we was gonna release, but I think I'm gonna, um, do maybe a single off of it, and then I'm fixing to focus on the album that was already dropped. Sounds like but, a. But um, if not if if not me, um, my my brother them gonna probably perform because I may just do one song and really let them do their thing. Think you broke up? Not too sure yet. Matter of fact, you should come, man, if you could. Where's it at? It's gonna be at a club called Jazz It on Washington Ave on South Beach, February 11th. I did the e contract, but the fool didn't confirm yet, so I wanted him to confirm. Okay, that sounds good. February 11th. What fucking day is February 11th? I don't even fucking know. I think it's a Saturday. Which is the only reason I want to mess with this promoter because he seemed to do a good job getting me right where I wanted to perform, which was on the beach because I'm tired of performing in the city. So being on the beach was kind of cool. I was born at Mount Sinai on the beach, so being able to grace the beach and perform is kind of a dope thing. And that's where you want to be because that's where tourists are, that's where the diverse crowd is. And you know, the music we do ain't hood music. We could do hood music, but it's like, eh, I don't do that. Yeah. Sound good, man. I think I'll go check it out. Just got to remind me because my memory is a piece of shit right now. Say it again. I said, you got to remind me. I said, you got to remind me because my memory is a piece of shit right now. I don't remember anything. I have to start writing shit down. Like the dude from all that movie, Memento. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, I be going through that too. <laughs> I start writing shit on my hands and shit on my forehead and shit so I don't forget it. Remember, straight shot. But I digress, brother. Oh, let me move that. Please don't drop that. Is there anything yeah, else man, so. you want to talk about, brother? Mm. Nah, man, because I really can't think of nothing, man. Me neither. I'm going to be more ready to talk about the legacy of Obama, though, for the next show. Yeah, I think we're going to study up for that one. We did this one kind of like in short notice, which is cool. What? You don't... You don't you, you don't, you don't know everything that man has done? Well, I know. I know everything he's done, but I want to be prepared for it. Because I want to be able to list it off the top of my head. It's, it's, of, it's of historical precedence. 
<laughs> I think that will be our next episode. Talk about his legacy and his importance. Yeah, man. We can actually talk about his and we can talk about Trump's because regardless of what people want to think, Trump got a legacy too. He just ain't got a legacy as a president yet. Yeah, that is a very good point. So we can talk about how, how his legacy we can talk about how his legacy could affect his presidency. Yeah. And I have an interesting theory about that too which I will talk about on the next episode of the podcast we'll forget that conversation yeah but other than that I'm good man alright fuck it let's give out our information then alrighty well as you already know for us over here on the group it's GCMG 305.wordpress.com and we have links to everywhere we are on social media. Find me on Twitter at I A M B underscore Z I O N. Yes. Find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox. Follow us at the Bike Drop Pod. Also, check us out. On iTunes, download the podcast, which you probably did. If you listen to it on SoundCloud, go to iTunes and download the Mic Drop podcast there. Or Google Play, we're yeah, there too. Please. Like, subscribe, share. And feel free to drop some, drop some topics. Yeah. You can give some suggestions. You can hit us up on Twitter and give us some suggestions on some topics. We don't mind. I'm always up to listen to something. Even if you have questions. Shoot us a shout out on Twitter on Twitter. We'll be sure to answer them. Anything else you want to talk about? That's it. As I always say, Mike Drop Pod, and we are out. Peace. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah, wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, cause we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.